the word of the Lord from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for today's Gospel Proclamation comes from the epistle lesson I just finished reading for you, the letter to the church in Philippi, and serves as the basis for our Sunday of the Passion theme, Living Eternally with Him. There are three great teachers of wisdom in our world. Wisdom that comes from experience. Wisdom that comes with maturity. And wisdom with education and experience. Now, wisdom of experience is that grizzled veteran of war in the military. Or the pastor that has been there and experienced that or the officer of the law or fire person that has seen everything and knows what to do in any given emergency situation. This is the person we listen to when we first join the military, come back to church, or watch our house or community burn. They are the ones we know that have been there and done that and can keep calm in the panic of the moment so we can have hope and peace in those disastrous circumstances, knowing that they have it under control. Then there are those who are wise from maturity. These are the great grandmas and grandpas of our community. They are patient with everything. They speak endearingly in terms we can appreciate and acknowledge heartily. We can always rely on them to be there for us and their loving reproach begets our love in return. They are statuesque in their presence, uttering little. But when they do, the whole room turns and listens because they have understanding that surpasses our understanding and we want their insights. Finally, there are those that are wise from experience and education. These are the doctors of theology at the seminaries that slogged it out in the parish for decades before coming back to train new pastors. These are the instructors at the police and fire academies. These are the trainers at the vocational schools and professors at the colleges and universities. They have been entrusted with preparing the next generation to take over for the retiring generation. They set the standards of excellence that we expect our most entrusted community servants to achieve and ensure the stability of our world for years to come. It's a little terrifying when you realize you 
have just such preeminence in the community. I had just such a wake-up call this past week. Marcy was noting the leadership in our district and our newest senior pastors coming on board at various churches. And with only a few exceptions in South Florida, Marcy realized that Pastor Moore at St. Paul in Apopka and I are now in the fraternity of the longest-serving active pastors in both Florida and Georgia. The only other ones who can lay claim to that are dear friends of ours that we met when we first came out of seminary over 20 years ago, and we still remember them as babes in the ministry when we arrived. Now they are district vice presidents, long-serving senior pastors, and circuit visitors too. Now, senior pastors coming on board at various churches are 10 and even 15 years younger than I am. And they are now looking to me for wisdom and guidance as an educated, experienced senior statesman. I know, terrifying, right? But it is the natural order of things, and I realize by the grace of God that we all go there eventually. But therein lies the very qualifier we must never forget. It is truly all by the grace of God that anyone gets to any such stage in life. Every wise instructor, professor, teacher, or mentor will be the first one to tell you that they are not the perfect educator. They make mistakes every day, and they frequently disappoint those they are entrusted to care for. If they succeed at all on any given day, a wise one will allow that God got them there by his grace and not any true merit in and of themselves. They will tell of the times they were in the right place and the right time to give sage advice to someone through no planning, effort, or action of their own. They will tell of students who lifted them up on the days that they were down, that information was made available by miraculous means when the planning was not done properly. And their meteoric rise to the positions of authority came through unanticipated opportunities, begrudgingly taken because they trusted the wisdom of their peers who elected them to these positions, not because they thought they deserved. So we find that these paragons of wisdom are not perfect. And when they disappoint us, we should not be surprised. After all, they are sinners, just like you and me. But there is one who has been there and done that, which has the maturity of the ages and the universal wisdom to instruct anyone without fail but he didn't look like it at all. In fact, he even emptied himself of any displays of that eternal power that he had. Isaiah 52 and 53 describes just what that emptied status looks like for him. Listen to this description of his emptiness. His appearance was so marred beyond human semblance that he had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief, one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed 
for our iniquities. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. He was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken, and they made his grave with the wicked. This God-man of the universe will always be our ultimate source of wisdom and instruction, but he is so much more than we considered him. He is the greatest man that ever lived, God in the flesh himself. For his wisdom does not lie in the venerable halls of education and our finest institutions. Rather, it was imparted on the hillsides of Jerusalem, in the synagogues of Judea, and along the road to Emmaus. His statuesque council was not gazed upon adoringly by the elite crowds in community government buildings. Rather, every word was hung upon by the diseased, those polluted with unclean spirits, and downtrodden on the shores of Tyre and Sidon. His educational wisdom from eternity was not lauded and magnified by the chief priests and scribes. Rather, it was ridiculed and mocked by them, the soldiers and all people he died for in their place as they witnessed his crucifixion for their sins on the cross. The very one who should have been lifted high in our world made himself low for us so he could truly be with us. The very God-man who should have been obeyed by the most powerful in the world became submissive to us, even unto death. The very one whose name is above all names was cried out against by God's own people, saying, let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name be remembered no more. Oh, we may have chosen to forget him, but Jesus in his experienced wisdom, in his mature wisdom, in his knowledge of the universe, chose to remember us forever. Remembering that we are sinners and that we need his salvation. Remembering that we are orphans needing our eternal family. Knowing we are the unknowing ones needing his eternal enlightenment. Knowing everything we need to know so we can know him and live for him every day. You know, it's tough to find good education these days and it's getting increasingly harder to find institutions of higher learning that we can trust to not lead our children away. And it's getting even more difficult to find good people with good intentions to lead our communities in righteous ways. Oh, we can certainly do our research and find the best fit and do everything we can to get the best opportunities in life. But everything is still run by sinners that do sinful things to the delight of Satan himself. So, disappointment in our institutions, in people we love and respect, and even more, disappointment with our own behavior can and will lead us to despair. But we never have to stay there in said state of despair because we have hope in our Savior Jesus to always lead us in the way of his 
true. For through his death and resurrection, we are saved. Thanks to him, we are living eternally with him. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.